Why don't you like Hondas? What's wrong with you? Um, underpowered, ugly design, terrible ergonomics, oh, too low to the ground, on. the seats are uncomfortable, the headrest is too high, and a lot of idiots drive them. Wow. So, uh, so I'm an idiot? Am I, no, am I, didn't I... Say, I didn't say that every person who drives is an idiot. <laughs> I just said that a, a lot of idiots happen to drive it. Oh, man. Idiot. Okay, so why why are they idiots? Are they idiots because they don't know how to drive the Honda? Correct. Correct. Okay. Interesting. The problem is a lot of a lot of kids, first car will be a Honda. Mm -hmm. And when you think you're invincible, you drive like an asshole. And that's what the problem is. Okay, so, you know, how, so how do Mercedes-Benz drivers drive? Listen to me, there's nothing worse. There's no worse driver than someone who has an expensive car. Because Why? they think they own the road because they spent $100,000 on a car. Nobody gives a shit. That kid who spent three grand on a Honda could total your shit too, okay? So shut up. <laughs> All right, well, one more question. So how does uh, new Kia drivers drive? Because you know Kia like has like their new car out now and actually looks pretty nice. So how do Kia actually, drivers drive? I've seen adults drive those new Kias. I haven't seen kids drive a new Kia. Okay understand so all the and i don't and like middle age or close to is what i've seen mm -hmm. all, all i've come across so they they don't drive aggressively sometimes they'll drive a little too slow sometimes yeah. they'll drive like oh my god this is my brand new car i hope not even a pebble hits it but i haven't seen anyone be a real asshole not even a pebble hits it <laughs> yeah but yeah, guys, this is J House Radio, episode 63. KJ and Los here, your infamous, infamous host today. And we start off today's podcast with talking about electric cars and gas because that's just where the world is today. We are so like I'm so nervous to like press the gas on my car because even me having a Honda, even even my gas feels like it eats up a little more nowadays. It, How it really much does. does it cost you to fill the tank? For me to fill my tank, it's a would it have to be about like sixty something dollars just i used to be able to fill it up with like 25 borderline 30 you know and that like 25 dollars doesn't even give me a full tank anymore i get maybe a little over a probably about a quarter over half a tank on 25 dollars on on 25 so yeah. um yeah it's ridiculous maybe that yeah, I, if i have that. to pay close to 70 for a quarter tank jeez Goodness gracious. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous, man. It's really like I don't even fill my tank up anymore. I just say, listen, just just put 2530 and I'll just survive off that. If I need more, then I'll get it. I, I just try not to drive as much as I can if I don't have to. Because yeah. it's just ridiculous. All right. So Clerks 3. Kevin Smith dropped a new logo in preparation for Clerks 3. It's supposed to be dropping well, so here's what's happening. So the trailer for Clerks 3 uh, is supposed to be dropping on Wednesday, which is the 6th, basically. So a few days okay. from now at the time it's recording. Kevin Smith said on social media that each day leading up to then, he's going to drop a new poster that represents Clerks 3 and represents the production of Clerks 3 every day until he releases the trailer, which is going to be awesome. interesting. Freaking awesome. I'm actually really looking forward to that. I'm actually going to put this poster for you guys in a minute. What I like about Kevin Smith is the fact that he's learned to market on social media. Yes, he really has. He really has. And, and he's getting he's getting really, really creative with it, which I'm really digging right now. Yeah. Um. So basically what we have here is plain and simple. Clerks 3, a lock on it and gum under the uh, little keyhole area. So um, pretty cool. Nothing over the top. I just I'm I'm freaking excited about it. Freaking excited. Um, a lot of people said. About, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I would say a lot of people were thinking that just because uh, under the lock it says they're too old for this shift. Uh, they think that they might bring back Jay and Silent Bob, like an older version of them, possibly. Which I don't see why not. Dude, they they're uh, they're they are the reason the viewers universe exists. Yeah. True. I feel like you would kind of have to bring. I feel like you would have to bring them back. Yeah. At least, even if it's just for like one scene for like a few minutes, you gotta at least bring them back. So I'm looking forward but to it. In Clerks too. Remember, I think it's Jay and Silent Bob lent Dante and Randall the money to to open up the the new place. 
in Clerks 2. I haven't ever seen Clerks 2 in a while. I, I have to watch it again. Like I, I was telling Los before, uh, at the beginning of the show, I need to go back and watch both Clerks movies because I had not seen them in so long that I kind of forgot about the movies. Like I, I forgot what really happened in them. So, Bro, all I got to say for Clerks 1, there, there's two lines that summarize the whole movie. What? You know? The well, the number thirty-seven, and the line in a row. Do you remember that? I feel like I were, like that sounds familiar. I just forgot how the conversation went, but for some reason I remember that because I think they didn't they reference that in Chasing Amy. I think I think they referenced that uh, in another movie. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I think they referenced that line in uh, Chasing Amy. So that's the only reason why that sounds familiar to me right now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to my it. My girlfriend, blah, 32 blahs in a row. That that wasn't chasing she Amy. She went to college. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that line came from chasing Amy. It would have had to. So No, that's Clerks. Clerks uh, won. I don't know why. I feel like I, I feel like I just recently heard that. It's weird. Uh, which Clerks is your favorite Clerks? first one first one the first one the first one because it's 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 more near and dear to my heart it's like it was part of the 90s indie film movement mm -hmm. you know um i started getting into to to feature length films in the 90s mm -hmm. you know before that i was more into music shooting and editing music videos uh shooting and editing short films more music videos you know um and then Movies like Clerks and Mariachi came out, Reservoir Dogs and things like that. And then it yeah. just made me want to go more towards feature length films. So for me, Clerks means more, especially since Kevin Smith is from Jersey. True. I like Kevin Smith represents very well, man, for our Jersey crew, for sure. Um, I can't I can't pick one, honestly, because like I said, I haven't seen clerks in so long that i, I really I, I don't remember too much from the story i remember like i remember the characters if i look at the like trailer and i see the characters i can say all right they look familiar obviously but i just haven't seen it in so long i, I have to watch it again for sure so i love that movie yeah awesome freaking movie man awesome movie um did, did they really put a, a bug on somebody's cheeseburger in this movie that's crazy and clerks too yeah yeah <laughs> And they peed in the soda. Wow. I and you know what? I actually forgot that Rosario what is her name? Rosario Dawson? How do you say her name? Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. I forgot she was in this. I completely forgot that she was in this. Yo, she made Clerks 2 so much more interesting. Really? Yeah. Why would you say? Because it's the first time you have a female character that can banter with them at the same level. Ah, uh, okay. Makes sense. You know, and she helped her character help push the movie forward. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like the other ones where they were like seasoning to the steak. You know what I'm trying to say? Like they, <laughs> they, they, they were good for certain moments and to give you a story points or beat points. Yeah. But they, you know, you could have replaced them with any woman and they'd have been fine. But mm -hmm. Rosary Dawson pushed the story forward. Interesting. Okay. And my favorite line from Clerks 2 is, you're the ugliest motherfucker I know, but why do you always have two girls fighting over you? <laughs> oh, man. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait for it. Definitely going to try to catch up on 1 and 2 and get ready for some Clerks 3 for sure next year. Uh, when my is it coming is, out? Um, they said possibly September. Okay, cool. So here's my, here's my question for you. What is your favorite Kevin Smith movie? Good question. He's uh, my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Clerks, Mole Rats, Chasing Amy, Clerks 2. I feel like... Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. You Jane know what? Jane Silent Bob Reboot. I'm actually going to pull up all his movies right now. Let's do that. Let's pull up all of Kevin Smith's movies. Because I feel like off the top of my head, I want to say Chasing Amy only because... I haven't seen a lot of his movies in so so long. Um, yeah, I, I would probably have to say Chasing Amy to be honest with you. I mean, 
that's probably the one I've seen the most out of all of his movies, and it's the one that I've seen the most recently. So, so you haven't seen Dogma? I feel like I might have seen it. I just don't remember. Like I said, I, I feel like a, a lot of his movies I haven't seen in so long, and I think that's probably like the problem here. I didn't know he made Zack and Mary make a porno. Zack and Mary make a porno, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know he made that movie. That was actually pretty funny. Um, Cop Out, which was fucking terrible. Wait, he did Live Free or Die Hard? As an actor. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what? That's very different for his style. Um, Yeah, I, honestly, just looking at this list, I would have to say probably Chasing Amy is my favorite one. But that might change after I go back and rewatch Clerks 1 and 2. <laughs> um, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back is one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, Clerks is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it's those two. Do you think Chasing Amy? There's like, uh, I can relate to that a little too much. He said, "I can relate to that too many, too much." Yeah, yeah. They're just parts of that story that I was like, "Motherfucker, were you in my life?" Too many memories. Too many memories. Yeah. Um, do you think that Clerks Three is going to live up to the hype that Kevin Smith is building around it right now? Yes. Why? Um, because the synopsis of the story is that. Uh, hold on one sec. I forget if it's Dante or Randall. Uh, one of the one of the characters. One of the characters had a heart attack. Okay. So then, the the story takes place from that point forward. So in typical Kevin Smith style, you know, he took something that relates to him and he's pushing it forward. So, yeah. you know, he had a heart attack and his whole life changed, and he went back to making the films that people wanted him to make again. So. Mm -hmm. Same thing. So I think that's why it's going to be good. Okay. Um, I would say cautiously optimistic. Um, no, it's going to be good. Even Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. Who had that one really boring, weird part in the, mm -hmm. uh, when they were talking to the, to the KKK members, like even that movie was good. You know, just that little part was weird. I still have not gotten a chance to watch that yet. What is that? What is that streaming on? Oh my god! What is wrong with you? <laughs> I've never what is seen wrong with you. I've never seen so much disappointment in Lotus's face ever. Dude, besides, how can you be a Kevin Smith fan and not see Reba? I, dude, you know what, man? I, I, I've, I've been slipping my movies, man. It's too many movies to watch. It's too oh, many movies to watch. Guess what? Next podcast, we're doing a Strange New Worlds review. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be ready. Don't worry. I'll be ready. Okay. I'll be ready. I got you. <laughs> uh, um, Yeah, I need to find out what that's streaming on. I need to watch it. I'm looking it up right now. Cool. Look it up. I might actually watch it tonight before I go to bed. I should have time. So, yeah, chat. Lois is talking about uh, next podcast episode. We're going to do something a little different. We're going to let... Actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to let Los be the main host for next week's podcast. You're going to run the show. You're going to pick the questions. I'm going to watch uh, Star Trek Strange New, Strange New Worlds. And I'm going to give Los and the people my opinion on it from a non-Star Trek fan. What I think of the show. And Los, you will come up with the questions to ask me. By the way, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Oh, let me add it to my Netflix queue right now. I'm watching that. Yeah, so you like us with all the other movies we're supposed to watch. <laughs> why? Why are you? Why are you breaking my heart? Why? Why? Why are you doing that, Los? Legion right. in chat. What's Look, up, my guy? How you doing, man? Um. All right. Go ahead, Los. I'm sorry. What were you about to say? Oh, uh, sorry. I got to read what Legion wrote. Uh. That's true. He has not seen many things. But listen, let me explain something to you. All right. He said we are doing an Obi-Wan review for this podcast, right? Yeah. I've watched all the episodes yesterday and today to be prepared oh, for this review. Oh, come on. Six this... episodes in two days. He's got to watch 10 episodes in a week. I can bet money, okay? That you'll probably get to episode four and be like, yo, I didn't get a chance to finish watching. I'll be like, all right, we do we do the podcast tomorrow after you finish watching it. <laughs> Are we really gonna do this? Okay. Yeah, we're really gonna do this. Okay. Listen, I don't ask for much. I've never asked for anything on the podcast. This is the one thing I want. 
Los is getting his dream right here, guys. We're giving him a full-blown Star Trek episode, and I'm going to let Los run the entire show. It's all going to be hosted by Los. It's going to be his thing. I'm just going to be here. Oh no, no, to no! To look pretty, you are still the host. This oh, is your chance to discuss the show, ask questions, right, and really give me your opinion on the show as someone who is not a normal Star Trek fan. Someone oh, yeah, who, yeah. who, um, who can look at it for entertainment value and not like a franchise value. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like We're I gonna... watch Star Trek Discovery screaming at the screen. Oh, I believe you. I believe you. Because it's just fucking terrible. Oh man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be interesting. Um is Ricky a Star Trek fan? Yeah, no. Kind of. Uh he's a very casual fan. He'll watch very episodes casual. if it's on TV. Or um, if, if uh, there's a storyline I mentioned to him and he's like, oh, that's on Star Trek? Yeah, it's this episode. Okay, he'll watch it. Yeah. He's a very, very casual fan. Okay. Cool beans, cool beans. You um, tell him someone's playing reggaeton on an episode, he's the, he's the first one to watch it. He's like, I'm in there. Got me in. All right, so we're going to jump into our next topic here. We're going to try something a little different. We might keep this around for a little bit. We're going to call this segment, What If? Um... You basically get to pick um, any movie, any franchise, and what if you were to make it a sequel? What if the bad guy was the good guy and vice versa? Uh, what if Tony Stark was actually Iron Man? I mean, not Tony Stark. Um, what's his name? Um, Doctor Strange? Tom Cruise. What if Tom Cruise actually did play Iron Man? You know, for example, basically. So we're going to play around with that. I'm going to pick a franchise and do my what if. And then Los is going to pick a franchise and do his what if. Um, And we're just going to talk about it. What if, for me, what if E.T. made a sequel? What would that look like, Los? What do you think? Uh, Spielberg actually got, had an outline of his sequel. Really? Yeah, he did actually... Uh, do something about that. So there is Steven Spielberg to write something. So is it a possibility that you think that it might come out, or is it just like oh, it'll never like... be made? It'll never be made. He, Spielberg said he'd never make it. Ah, oh. but he said it was in the plans, it was in the works. He said he wrote a working outline. He uh, he was trying to figure out things, but ET is one of those self-contained stories. You're like, how are you gonna come back to it? What? 60 years later, 40 years later, 50 years later, you know, yeah. ET talked to his grandkids. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just, no, no, no. Seriously. And I'm not trying to trying to do it to be funny. I'm just saying like, there's no way to advance that story. He came, he saw, he did the finger thing and left. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if it did happen, the only way I can see that actually happening, that would make sense is if like ET came back he visited the same kid that he visited when he was younger, but he's obviously an adult now and something happened and ET's daughter or something came back to earth and met the other character's son or daughter. I mean, I think that probably be the best way to go about it, but it's probably the closest thing you got to a sequel was, I don't know how many years ago, but there was a commercial where the original actor that played Elliot mm -hmm. met up with ET in his kitchen with his kids and his wife. It was a commercial. I think it was a serial commercial. Really? So that's the closest you get to a sequel. Wow. So it's dead and gone. My dream will not happen. I will not see another no. alien and a kid fly in a basket across the moon. It's okay. I can dream though. Um, I have a what if for you. I have a what if for you. Okay. Okay. What do you, what would you have done to make the last Star Wars uh, seven, eight, and nine better. Seven, eight, and nine better. That was one we had with Finn and all that, right? Yes. Ah, uh, wow, that is a really tough question. Uh, chat, you can chime in on this one too, by the way. Okay, um, I, I can tell you the things right away that would make it better. Okay, okay good. One, Ray is Obi Wan's granddaughter. Okay. That'd be cool. Two. Finn becomes a Jedi. Which, by the way, he should have become a Jedi. I don't know why they didn't let him become a Jedi. He should have been a Jedi. Three. Luke, Leia, and Han 
at one point get on the Millennium Falcon together. I don't care if they're transporting somebody or if they're part of a mission and they all die together, but they should have been together for one mission on the Falcon. Okay. Three, okay? Kylo Ren, you could have done a better job with him. All right, why do a lot of people not like what was going on with Kylo Ren? What was I up with think that? The actor did the best with the material that he had, but I feel like they wrote him to be a crybaby. Oh, uh, I can see that. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't genuine rage, it was just he was mad all the time. The other thing is, I would change the way Luke Skywalker was written because. The way it's written, that's not the Luke Skywalker from episodes uh, four, five, and six. It's a completely different version. Yeah, it did. It did seem like that. That's the vibe that I got. He definitely did seem different. I thought maybe it was just because he was just older. Possibly he was just a grumpy old man. You know? No, they just this Luke. The thing about Luke Skywalker is he has no fear because he always says, "I am not afraid." Mm. Um, and he oh he they cut off his hand and the motherfucker still managed to stay positive. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> he still managed to stay positive. That's... He's looking at a galaxy, going, "We'll get through this. We're okay." <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, and the other thing is to believe he was such an inept teacher, where all his students died and got killed by Kylo Ren and. The knights that say we, whatever the fuck, whatever his knights were. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to believe they could wipe him out, I think is stupid. You know? Mm -hmm. I think A New Hope should have been about these, that Luke teaches very few Jedi, and these new Jedi give people a new hope. These people stop the First Order. So it reflects more the Clone Wars about these Jedi's move forward. Even if you kill most of them off mm -hmm. um, during the story, but you leave Ray and Finn, I think you would have had a better movie. And there was too much fan service in it. You know what I'm trying to say? There was It was yeah. a little too much. I, you should I, have dialed it back a bit. I feel like uh, a lot of these nostalgia movies that are coming back out, a lot of them do feel too fan service-y, if that's even a word. Um, I feel like with a lot of Star Wars movies, especially recently, I feel like as much as I love them, uh, some of them, um, I feel like a lot of them do revolve around like the fan service, to be honest, because a lot of it revolves around, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, the, the Skywalker story, basically. And in order for that to be successful, you, they have to throw some kind of fan service in it, which in a sense is fun. It's nice to see, but it's also like, all right, is this the only backbone that we have to lean on right now? You know, the other thing I would like to have seen is Ahsoka. Yes, from Rogue Luke. One. Yes. Yes, me too. No, Ahsoka from the Clone Wars. Oh, I'm thinking of the other Asian Ahsoka character. Ahsoka that was in the Mandalorian. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I want to I want to see more of her. That if she was with Luke and she helped train Finn and Rey and they no longer call themselves Jedi's, they call themselves Skywalkers. So you can keep Rise of Skywalker because they're Skywalkers. In other words, gray Jedi. Oh. Jedis who are neither good nor bad. Mm -hmm. They kind of ride that line. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen that. I think for me, I would have liked to have seen... Uh, I, I wanted to see more done with Finn. So for my what if, I would have liked to... Same, same thing with you. I would like to have seen Finn become a Jedi. 100%. I thought that that's where they were going. When I first heard about Finn being added to the story, I was like, oh, watch he becomes a Jedi. Watch he evolves and just take that step. And uh, I have I have a conspiracy didn't. theory about okay. Star about those Star Wars. I believe that Finn was being set up to be a Jedi. If you look at it, he held his own against Kylo Ren for a little bit in mm. was it part seven? Mm -hmm. Um then a new director came over in part eight and said, I'm going to throw everything out the window and do a totally different idea. 
So then JJ had to come back to part nine and go, well, let's try to stuff more of this stuff in my magic box, in my mystery box. Yeah. And and try to repair what was done. Because Ray being a Palpatine was fucking stupid. I I didn't I, I didn't I didn't like her character as much. I thought I was going to like her character. Uh something seemed interesting about her at first. And then after a while I was just really bored with her character. Like I, I just I was not entertained at all. Because she's a Mary Sue. You know what a Mary Sue is? Well, well, what is that? A character that can do everything. The 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 term Mary Sue started out because someone wrote Star Trek uh fan uh, uh a fan film, a fan mm-hmm. story. Uh this was in the 70s. The main character was called Mary Sue and she was a better leader than Kirk, more logical than Spock, <laughs> you know, a better engineer than Scotty and a better doctor than McCoy. Wow. So she could do everything. So Jeez the term Louise. Mary Sue came about and she was a Mary Sue. Okay. She's never really piloted before, but all of a sudden she can fly the Falcon better than Chewie and, and Han. Yeah. You know, she never used the force before, but all of a sudden she can beat the crap out of, uh, out of, um, Ben, uh, Kylo Ren. Solo. Kylo Ren. Oh yeah. 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 yeah that, um, and, that, and that's the thing I didn't like either too. It's like, she just like like you said the whole Mary Sue thing that that, that was kind of weird. It's like oh she could do this now okay but why she could do this now but how like like why is she all of a sudden just doing all this stuff? There was no explanation because I was waiting for that when she was starting to fly the like fly the Millennium Falcon and do this and do that. I figured something was coming that was going to explain why this was happening, and nothing happened. Nothing explained anything. It's just like oh I I can do this why because I can. I would have I would have liked it if they had a small explanation, even if it was genetic memory. Okay. Yes, that's what I thought was gonna be the reason. Or memory of some sort. You know, or if it went with the or her being the granddaughter of Obi Wan, okay? That Obi Wan had trained her and she thought always thought that his his uh his force ghost was her imagination. Yeah, you know, or you see her reading technical manuals and stuff like that, or you saw her do this or that. Yeah, her being decent with the lightsaber. Okay, she fought with a staff. Some of those skills carry over. Okay, but not yeah. so much that you can sit there and fight a Sith Lord. Exactly, a Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't know. It's just it just didn't add up for me. So, and, and the thing is, I think that them not making Finn a Jedi is a missed opportunity. 100 percent it 100 and not only adds color to the jedi because the only jedi of color that i can think of is um samuel jackson yeah the rest are aliens so it Uh, not only would add color it would have redeemed uh stormtroopers in a certain way because mm -hmm. you would have said see these people were kidnapped as babies forced to do this but look one has the capability to be more he could be a jedi yeah even if you kill him in the third movie understand yeah he served his purpose you know anyone can be a jedi anyone has anyone can be have these skills anyone can elevate above the position you're at now even if they started him off with just like all right this is the beginning journey of him becoming a jedi and then sometime in the future he'll be back would have been nice then by the time we saw him again he would have been more matured he would have grown he would have learned and we could have seen a more mature version of his character as a jedi not only that i like the fact that he was the most um real emotionally character like he would get too excited and stutter he'd get nervous and stutter yeah you know like he expressed himself you know and that could have been part of his journey as a jedi you must learn to control your emotions you must you know this that and the other thing he reminds me of me. I'm just saying. But in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Especially the stuttering thing. I have my moments where I get excited and I start to stutter a little bit. So I was yeah. just like, I, I absolutely know agree. You could have played that part easily. Should have played that part. Disney, hit me up. Oh, I just wish. <laughs> you kidding me, bro? I think you'd, you'd play an excellent Jedi. Dude. Do you want to find out why? Because I could see you being one of those Jedis who was always like, like there's there's a thought process behind the smile. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> Someone who, who would rather negotiate than fight, you know. Yeah. Not because they can't, 
but because they can and they yeah. know what they can do, they'd rather negotiate. I I would love like that's the type of Jedi I believe you would Dude, be. That would be like a dream job. If I ever called you up and say, Los, I'm gonna be in Star Wars. Like I would cry. Like that is like the role of a lifetime. And like and like not even just like any character, like a, a big character that has multiple scenes, like oh, that's a dream. Bro, dude. you wouldn't care if you were a stormtrooper in the armor. You're like, see that one that just died? That's me. See that one does <laughs> the one that got shot right there? That's me. Yeah. For real. Um, all right, so speaking of Star Wars, we're gonna segue into our main topic here. Obi-Wan. Um Los. What did you think? You just finished it. You watched all the episodes. Off the top of your head, just raw emotions right now. What would you give Obi-Wan on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, and why? I'd give it a 7. Okay. Not a bad score. Not a bad I'd score. I'd give it a 7. Um, here's the thing, okay? Um, I thought... I thought, one, the series was a perfect length. I felt there was very little um, frivolous, excuse me, I was burping, very little frivolous <laughs> storylines in there, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, what I do feel is that I didn't, I didn't connect with him so much because he was so self-defeated in the beginning. Mm. You know? Okay. Um, this is not the person we've seen in one, two, three, four, five, six, and the Clone Wars. Yes, that's not him. Yeah. For so sure. I um, I, I, and I was right. He he's a very tragic character, and they show the tragedy uh, of his life. Yeah. But I kind of feel like they went a little too far with the tragedy. With saying? the tragedy. Okay. With him being so sad. You know, with him not wanting to connect to the force. Yeah. You know, for him being so lonely and desperate, he's calling out to his master who died in in universe at that point, I think 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while at that point, yeah. Um I would have to agree <clears throat> and I'll give my score one second too. I would definitely have to agree when me and my girl were watching it. That was one thing she kept saying. She's like, Why is he just not trying? Like, why is he not being him? Like, what's like, okay, the first few episodes, you know, he kind of dusts himself off a little bit and get back into it. It's like, no, but like mid-season, he was still the same. Just like, no, I don't want to fight. And, was, and like, we we both were kind of getting aggravated. It's like, dude, pick up your lightsaber already. Do something. And I would have to 100% agree. I do feel like they dragged that lonely, tired, sad old man thing on just a little too long. A little too long. Just a little bit. I feel like it maybe two or three episodes and then he starts picking up steam. Cool. Even after a few fights, he just went back to like, okay, I'm sad again. But it's like, dude, you just kick butt right now. Like, come on, man. Like, let's like you gotta save Leia. Come on, you know. I think if they would have done it one episode sooner, I think it would have been the perfect length, his redemption back. Yeah. One episode. That's it. Yeah. I, I, I felt they, they literally dragged that out until like almost like the final scene of the series. <laughs> like they just, they held on to that for so long. Um, I mean, but my score overall, uh, I, I would give it an eight and a half. Um, only because I felt like the last two episodes redeemed itself for me. Um, the first few episodes up, up into the last two, I was a little eh about it mainly because of the simple fact what we just said. I felt like the sad old man thing was just was kind of boring me in, in a sense. There were there were other good things around him that kept me interested, like Darth Vader and um, the Inquisitor and so on and so forth. Um, those things kept me interested. Even the little girl that played young Princess Leia, I liked her. She was amazing. She, she was, was amazing. awesome. She was annoying, but that's what she was supposed to be. She was supposed to be annoying. She's a kid. Um, so everything else, everything else around him kept me intrigued. So that's why I like really stayed in it. And then those last two episodes were amazing fan service uh, and just amazing storytelling and just amazing moments in general. 
So for me, I would give it seven and a half. Um, that's what I would go with. There is only one thing that I did not like. Okay. Uh, Moses Ingram, you know, the, the girl who played the Inquisitor, the one who yes. got all that fucking bullshit just because she was black. Yeah. There's one thing I didn't like about her performance. Okay. At no point did you see light, you know, and no point did you see the light side sneak out. And I was right when I told you that fans were speculating that she was a youngling. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah, you did. You did. Um, that was my, that, that's my only complaint about her is that no point did you see the good sneak out in her once or twice. You know, like she was over the top angry all the time. And I wish they would have given her just a quiet moment where you see the good in her. Like you see mm -hmm. her remember something, you know, a flash from the temple. You know, yeah. Um, Anakin smiling at her and saying something nice to her, or, or what have you. Yoda, something. Yeah. You know that just now. I mean, I'm talking about like three to five seconds worth of a flash. <laughs> um, I just feel like at the end when she finally doesn't kill Luke, mm -hmm. I kind of feel like it came out of nowhere because you never saw a good moment in her. I. Uh, but again, I... not her fault. Not her fault. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's definitely in the uh, writing for sure. Um, I would, to an extent, I would agree. But then I would also say I was looking for that light as well. Um, Dark Legion in chat says so. This is spoilers at the moment. Uh, yes, this is spoilers. I put a hashtag in the um, description of the podcast today that is spoilers. So yeah, mild spoilers. It's not crazy spoilers. Just a little. Oh no 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 no. You know mild me. Spoilers. I I'm going to talk about certain details. You're going to talk about. Like. <laughs> okay, well, so those... there are certain details that a lot of people missed. Okay, now I had several months of sword sword fighting training in my life. Mm -hmm. So there are certain things. I mean, mind you, I mean, I knew we did a couple drills. We did a couple fucking you know like sparring matches and stuff. I got my ass kicked a lot. Yeah. Um, but because I have this much of training, there's a couple things I saw, like the way they hold the hilts of the sabers. At one point, you see Obi-Wan hold the saber like he was holding the saber like this, mm -hmm. and then he changes his grip. And it's little things like that that really added the, um, the fact that their, their thinking and a lot of their training came in during their, during their duels. Hmm. Interesting. You know, I didn't catch that. Um, the other thing is, if you remember in what was part six called again? <clears throat> the uh, Return episode? of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Um. Oh, part. Uh, I'm. I'm not sure. I gotta look it up. I'll say Return of the Jedi. Okay. Darth Vader has two scars on his head. Yeah. When he takes his mask off, and you see where he got the scars from. You know what? It's so funny you said that because I thought about that the moment. And side note, yes. So there will be spoilers. Before this, there wasn't really a lot of spoilers, guys. A lot of it is just like stuff that you... It's not really a lot of spoilers. But now we're going to get into spoiler territory for anybody who's watching or listening to the audio version of this podcast from here on out. FYI. Um, so yeah, I noticed that the moment that his helmet got split in the final scene... Um, I, I immediately thought of that. I was like, wait, is that where his scars came from? Like, I, I thought about that in my head when that happened. And that was freaking awesome, by the way. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Fin finish saying what you were saying. My bad. Let me cut you off. Uh, the other thing I liked is, uh, do you remember Starkiller <laughs> from that Star Wars game? Starkiller? No, I don't think so. No, I don't remember. Hold on. Hold on. What Star Wars uh, game was it? Was it a recent Star Wars game? No, no, it's an old one. Uh, the one with oh, jeez, I I feel like I know what which one you're about to say too. Dude, he um, his name is Sam Witter. He actually does the voice of, oh, what's his name? The red dude with the horns. Oh, um, oh, Darth Maul. He does the voice of Darth Maul in the in the cartoons oh really yeah you know what L let me just look up his imdb and it'll sh say it somewhere force unleashed 
I was just looking at that. Yes, I love that game, by the way. Um, in the Good Force game. Unleashed, he brings down um, a ship. I, I, I don't know if it was a Death... Uh, not a Death Star. Um, The Triangle Ships. What are they called? The Triangle Ships? So, chat, help me out. I know somebody knows what the Triangle Ships are. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not the sure. the Triangle Ships that show up all the time where they, they all the TIE Fighters fly out of. God. Oh, I know what you're talking about. What Jeez. Imperial Destroyers or something? Yeah, something destroyer. Uh goodness gracious, it's gonna kill me. Um Well we'll we'll call it Imperial Destroyer for now. Um where he was able to bring one of those ships down and Vader never did that, and now Vader actually did it to show that he could do it too. Uh I also liked how you saw him defeat uh Reva, the Inquisitor very easily yes um i love that by the way even without a weapon so you really that like here's the first time where i saw vader as a humongous threat yeah i always felt like vader was was more <clears throat> like because you saw him and you were scared you didn't do your best job here's the mm -hmm. first time ever where i saw vader and i was like oh no he he's he's kicking butt he's got skills you yeah. know um, I think it's the first time I've actually seen that. Yeah. And I was genuinely like, oh, shit, Vader actually is. A <laughs> yeah, I, I 100% agree. That's something that I said, uh, when I was watching this as well, that I felt like I looked at Vader so different in this show, because like I said, when we usually see him, it's like, he's talking and then next scene he's talking and then next scene only thing i think the only time we really saw some action from vader is when he actually fought luke skywalker in like the old school films like that one time when he cut his hand off that's like the most action we've ever really seen from vader you know um no when when han was <clears> shooting <throat> at him and he put his hands up to stop the blasters and then oh yeah yeah gun. yeah that was it yeah True. Yeah. So uh, it was like it was like little moments here and there. It wasn't really nothing. Like like just the thought of Vader was the fear that we had. It was just a thought. This show really showed. Wow, Vader is really nobody to mess with. Yeah, you, you that you finally saw why you should be scared of Vader. Exactly. Exactly. Here's the other thing. The one thing that always bugged me in the original Star Wars is when Luke opens um, Leia's cage, mm -hmm. and he was like. We're here to rescue. Uh, I'm here with Ben Kenobi. And she's like, Ben Kenobi. And she jumps up, jumps up and runs. Mm -hmm. I was like, why is she so excited over Ben Kenobi? And now we know why. She's now we, excited. yeah, yeah. That, I, yeah, I, I really do like the fact that we had a chance to really dive into this relationship with, uh, with them too. Because like you say, it, it does answer the question as to why they were close, you know, because we never got that backstory. We never really got any explanation behind that. So we really got some good explanation behind that with this show, for sure. Here's one moment that they fucked up. That they okay. fucked up. When Obi-Wan lands on that new planet, right? Mm -hmm. And that clone trooper asks him for money, right? Yeah. Did you notice what color he was wearing? I don't remember, no. What color was he wearing? He was blue for the 501st. The 501st was Anakin's squad. The 501st were the ones who walked into the Jedi Temple to help slaughter the Jedi. Oh, wow. I did not catch that at all. That, what that, they that flew over done me. Is once he gave him the money, the clone trooper should have said, Thank you, General. And then Obi Wan could have walked off. Hmm. Why, thank you, General? Because that means he recognized him. Oh. That means that, means that he's no longer a trooper. Mm -hmm. so he's no longer has to follow order 66 interesting that's a deep cut right there like <laughs> i would have loved to have seen that deep cut wow um i i don't know what i would have loved to have seen i i think it's i think outside of just obi-wan just kind of like getting over that like getting over his past a little bit um there's really not much else that I would have wanted to see. I, I think I got a lot out of Darth Vader with this one. I think Darth Vader really got his flowers in this one. We really got a deep, deep dive into him. Um, I know you said you didn't like 
the Inquisitor as far as her not showing enough emotion. I felt like no, that no, no. scene... No, not enough emotion. Just I would have loved to have seen that there's a hint of the light side in her. I she feel was like... so angry. She cut off a woman's hand for no reason. Please. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, there's I'd no way you. that you felt like this woman had an ounce of good in her. Yeah, yeah, I think they purposely, I mean, they obviously purposely did that, but I felt like for me, the moment where I felt like she had an ounce of light in her was when she was at the door with Kenobi and they were talking through the door and she starts, uh, he starts figuring out, wait, you were one of the kids that, um, that Anakin, uh, like killed, like his family, like killed, like the families and stuff. Like you were part of that, uh, group of people. And when you, when you see her emotions change a little bit and she gets a little, like you kind of see that sadness pour out just a little bit, even if it was just for a few moments, she didn't show it too much, but you can tell she was fighting that sadness. Um, I felt like for me, that was the moment where she showed a little bit of emotion, a little bit of emotion or a little bit of sadness, if you will, or lightness in a sense, because now at that point for me, that's when the show got interesting. Cause I'm like, wow this woman is doing this for a reason now she's not just doing this because you know she just wants to move up in the ranks and be darth vader's buddy she's doing this because she actually wants to kill him so for me i think that was amazing for her character at that moment we got a little bit of light just a little bit and then we got a motive see i feel like um it was just reason I didn't feel like there was any light side in her. She was just like, this is what happened to me. And this is the reason why I'm doing that. I felt like, I felt like it was light side because of the fact that. Yeah, she was doing it because she was angry, but she was also doing it because that was her family. That was her friends. You know what I mean? So it was like, it gives you almost like that, uh, that feeling when you find out why Daniels was doing what he was doing, you were like, oh, wow. Okay. That, that makes sense. I can kind of relate to him a little bit. So I feel like for me, that was kind of like that kind of moment in a sense. There for were me. three, three little deep cuts in it that I loved. One, you see where Luke got that toy ship that he was playing with in star Wars. Do you remember that ship? I don't remember that. Um, in the original Star Wars, Episode Three, there's one point where he's sitting in that in a room in his house, and he's playing with his little starship. Now you know why he got where he got it from. Who gave it to him in the show? I forgot. Obi Wan. I must have missed that deep cut. I totally missed that one. <laughs> That's um, a deep, deep cut for sure. The other thing is, you finally get to see. Uh, I think it's Alderaan, Princess Princess Leia's planet. Something like that. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, because the only thing you've ever seen of it is a picture of it, and then it blew up. Like, you never got to see what the planet looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and now you got an actual chance to see the planet. Yeah. You know? Um, What was the other thing? Damn it. It slipped my mind. Dun, dun, dun. I'll remember it later, but okay. <laughs> like some of those, some of those little deep cuts, I really, really, really did enjoy. You know. Yeah. What is your thoughts on the final scene? Do you um, do you think it did Obi Wan justice? I know we both said that we felt like Obi Wan was just kind of like grumpy the entire time. Did that kind of revitalize his character for you? That that final scene. Oh, yes. The third thing. I remember. Okay. And that goes into my description. Okay. I thought the fight was executed perfectly. I thought it really showed how Vader came into this whole fight thinking that he's going to dominate. Mm -hmm. And when he didn't, he resorted to cheating by burying him mm -hmm. and then walking away because it shows how Anakin always thinks that he's won when he hasn't. Yeah. Um, I thought the sword play was excellent. Yes. You really saw a difference in the mobility of each character. Mm -hmm. Where Vader was a little stiff, but Obi-Wan, even though he's old, can still move really well. Yeah. And you and what I liked is at the end of the fight, you understand why Obi-Wan told Luke, Darth Vader killed your father. Because Vader himself said, 
I killed Anakin. You never killed Anakin. I did. When he said that, that was so deep. I was just like, oh, but that it's was a deep so amazing. Cut because now you know why Obi-Wan told Luke Darth Vader killed your father. True. True. So that makes that makes cut. perfect sense. I didn't even think about that. Makes perfect sense. That 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 final scene, man. Oh, it was just it was so freaking good. So freaking good. And I, I still don't understand why Obi-Wan didn't kill him. A lot of people were hanging on that pretty heavy um, as to why he didn't do it when he literally had him dead to rights uh, with everything that he did to him during that fight. You would think that Obi-Wan would be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm taking you out. Um, he still... There would have been no Star Wars. Yeah, there would have been no Star Wars. So, like, we kind of already knew what was going to happen. But, like, even though seeing it, you're still thinking, like, why didn't he kill him? Um, there's He still has some kind of love for Anakin. He does. Like, it, it, does. it's pretty it's pretty evident. Uh, even though Anakin is not there anymore, to him, he still knows that deep down, Anakin is in there. You know, and I felt like the way of the Jedi, they don't kill unless they really, really have to. That's just the way of the Jedi. I I just think that both times, Obi-Wan said, you're going to die. I'll let you suffer. Because hmm. the Good first point. one, he saw him burning in a lava pit and he was like ah you're dead i'm walking away mm -hmm. the second one he goes ah you can't breathe i'm walking away yeah it's, it's almost as if like he doesn't want to put that put that stamp on him he wants it to no, just i kind of feel like it's him saying i want you to suffer oh, i'm not yeah. making this a quick and easy death for you i'm gonna make sure you suffer to mm. me that's what i see it's deep man freaking deep um do you think um this show changes the future or the past of star wars being that we got so many things explained so many things that could possibly spawn into new storylines do you think this changes the future or the past no i don't think it changes anything i think this slips nicely into the timeline and okay. i think that little minor details get explained in episodes four five and six Agreed. I think it was designed to fit nicely into it. If there is an Obi-Wan season two, I want to see him train. What's her face? Uh, the Inquisitor? Yeah, Reva. I want to see her purify her lightsaber. Hmm. See, for me, if I think that anything would change in the past or the future, I think, as you said, revolving around the Inquisitor. I think that could possibly change the future of where this series goes from here, especially no. if he decides to train the Inquisitor. Maybe she can be the next step in where this franchise goes. Possibly. I don't know. No, I think that. OK, because if you look at it chronologically, it goes Obi-Wan. The next thing is Star Wars Rebels, because you have Inquisitors in there. You have Darth Vader in there. You have uh ahsoka's in there you mm. have um uh one of the jedis uh you have um someone who hid for a padawan who survived order 66 becoming a jedi and then it slips into the other movies mm. so uh slips into star wars so i kind of think it just fit nicely in the whole thing reva for her character to work and fit in the timeline yeah. She has to get killed in season two or three of Obi-Wan. And that makes Obi-Wan going, I'm too old for this shit. I'm done. And that's where he just stays on Tatooine. Why do you think that she has to die, though? Because there's no place for her in the future. Where, where does she fit in the original Star Wars? Where does she fit in Empire? Where does she fit in Jedi? Where does she fit in... Uh, the Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. She doesn't fit in any of those places. She has to die or go to the Outer Rim. Far off in the Outer Rim. And then, why is there no stories about her? Yeah. 
that's the only reason why I say she has to die because she doesn't fit in the future timeline. Unless they just decide to say, yeah, you know, we'll do something small with her, you know, like a little, you know, or they hire Whoopi Goldberg and have (laughs) Whoopi Goldberg be the old version of her training Jedi. (laughs) Oh man, that would, that would be kind of funny though. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, overall, like I said, I think it was a good show. Uh, I think it, I think it ended well. Um, I don't really have any major complaints about it. What's up? I have a major compliment for the show. For the first time ever, I saw two ships that were well-designed. The thing about Star Wars ships is they're fucking weird. <laughs> like, no, he, think about it. The Millennium Falcon has a cockpit on the far right side. How are you supposed to be able to see really well with your cockpit? You know what? I forgot side? about that. I completely forgot that it was on the side. I right. About now that. you have the the B-Wing fighter where you have the cockpit, a long shaft on the side and a wing up and down. Yeah, that that ship, that is weird. That is really weird design. There is so many strange weird designs. Like even if you look at the TIE fighter, okay? Mm -hmm. You can't look to your right or your left. You have your giant wings covering your line of sight. You can only look forward and backward. I don't know. Maybe I think you can look to left or right. No, I mean, because like the the wings are like look spread at a, look, up. Look, look at a Tie Fighter right now. I see what you're talking about. And you, you know what? To the right or the left of you. I never, I never thought about that. I literally never thought about that until like now. Because <laughs> like, Not yeah. Only that, how do you get in and out of the thing? You get in and out from the top. Okay, so now you have to jump two stories. No, what it is, I I saw somebody, I forgot which movie it was. I saw somebody get into it. What what happens is the wing is like this. So this is the wing. So what it does is the wing closes like that. And then it lands. And then as it floats up, the wing opens like this. And then it flies. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That was in The Mandalorian. Side and, note, watch the video version for anybody who's watching it. Listen to the audio version. You can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> that was in The Mandalorian, okay, when you saw it. Yeah. And, but how are they stored anywhere else in the Empire? They're just, like, hanging from a hook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are stored like that. I forgot which movies. And, and even sh- when they're not and they're on the ground in um in an, you know, an Empire destroyer or whatever. Yeah. The wings are straight up and down. They're yeah, the wings are straight. I I don't know. I think they maybe climb ladders. <laughs> it's, right. It's, it's not a very logical design. It does. It looks cool, but logically, it doesn't make sense. Most like, Star Wars ships don't make sense, but the Inquisitor ship made perfect sense. I got to look at her ship again. I forgot where her ship was. When she lands on the moon in the base, that ship made sense. And it was another ship, another freighter ship that made sense. Yeah, you know? I, I it's yeah. it's funny because I looked at these ships for so many decades, so many years, and I a lot of them I just don't think about. It. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a cool ship, and then I'm like thinking, like, wow, how would we do that in real life? Do you know why you think you you look at it that way? Because you're you're a big Star Wars fan, so you accept the universe for what yeah, it is. Yeah, you just accept it for what it is. Like, yeah, it is what it is. That's fine. And since I'm a Star more star trek fan i look at it a little different i'm like why is the ship so weird how come this is like this how come this is like that yeah right you know and and that's why you watching star trek will be like well how come this is like this how come this is like that yeah i'm I'm really i think that's what makes me so excited about watching uh the star trek um series is because i'm just curious how i'm gonna really view this being somebody who's never really i mean i've been in the star trek as a, as a kid but i'm just curious how things are going to be different for me and how i'm going to look at it and if i'm going to really accept it or not like how you are with star uh, star wars it's going to be interesting and again um, i watch both i watch both <laughs> but ask me what i prefer you prefer ninja turtles star trek, star trek. <laughs> um so yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, both main actors uh, for the show, um, Ewan, Ewan McGregor and uh, Hayden 
have talked and said that they would like to do a season two. They already said Here's that they want to do one. For you. How do you feel Hayden's performance was as Darth Vader? I thought it was amazing. I liked it. Um, I once again, like you said earlier, we saw a different side of Vader. We saw an emotional um, Vader that made mistakes, which is what we've never seen before. We've never seen Vader make mistakes. We've always known Vader to be cool-headed, calm. He makes a decisive decision. He gets things done. That's it in the story. This Vader was blinded by rage. This Vader was blinded by uh, just the need to want to win. And he made a lot of mistakes. And that's something that was very weird. We saw we saw Vader as um, Anakin. Like Vader was Anakin in this show. And we we've like, even though we know that Anakin is Vader, we just we don't see him as that. We just see him as Vader. In this show, we saw Anakin. And that's that's what made this series so special because it gave me a different it gave everybody a different look at Darth Vader that we never got before. Here's the thing that people don't realize when Darth Vader died in Jedi, he was like 47, 48 years old. Mm -hmm. That's it. So he was still pretty young. I, he uh, he was Anakin till he was like 23, 24 mm. and Luke started becoming a Jedi, I think 19 and he stopped at 22 is when the movie stopped following him, 22 or 23. Mm. So Vader was only 47, 48 when he died. Wow. Yeah. Random fact for you guys. Random fact. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, um, I wouldn't mind a season two. I I'd be curious to see where they would go from here, but um I'd be down for it. Why not? I thought it I, I thought it ended pretty well. All right, so before we get out of here, uh Lois, do you have any recommendations or anything you want to leave for the people before we get out of here today? Uh yes. Watch the Orville on Hulu. Um, the Orville is a positive outlook on humanity and the universe, um, is on Hulu. And what it's unique about it is this is the first show that's taken advantage, uh, science fiction show that's taken advantage of no set runtime. Some episodes are 47 minutes. Some episodes are an hour and one minute. Some episodes are an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that people need to watch the Orville because the more people watch the Orville, we get a chance for having another season. The Orville currently only has three seasons. First two was on Fox. Third one is on Hulu, which is going on now. I think they're on season four or five, mm -hmm. episode four or five. And then um, let's get another season after that. So the Orville New Horizons. Awesome. Cool beans. Um, I don't have many recommendations tonight, but I will just at least add this one little tidbit. As the time of this recording, uh, Stranger Things season four, part two is coming out tomorrow, Friday, July 1st. Can't wait. Um, I'm going to try to wait for my girl to watch that, but I feel like it's going to be hard. So I might be mentioning it pretty soon, but I'm going to try to wait for her to catch up. Um, um, here's something else. I remember I was telling you I was working on that mix for that party. Yes. Well, I did wound up working on four routines. The first of the routines that was giving me the biggest headache. Um, I have finished, I've recorded, I've shot a video for, I'm in the middle of editing it. And nice. I kind of want to post it on uh, on the server. Oh, awesome. Yeah, let me know for sure. I but mean, I just I'm don't definitely know trying. where I can host the video file because I can't post it on YouTube because YouTube will uh, strike it. Ooh, that's going to be tough. Uh... Maybe if I make it a private video, they won't strike it, and then I can link it. You know what? I would maybe I would try that. See if you could do like a private video and then just send like a private link out, you know, to like viewers or something like that, and see if they can watch it and check it out. I'm not sure. I, I don't put too many private videos on there. Maybe maybe that if could work. not, then maybe I'll just grab an MP3 and can I upload an MP3 to uh to, to the server? server for people to yeah. download. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. What about that. the same thing for a video? Or would it uh, be video, it, it might. Well, how long is the video? I'm still editing it. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. It's a chance that it might be too large. Um, then I'll just post the audio. Yeah. So sometime early next week, you guys will have. Um, if you're just curious what the routine is and why I was complaining so much, hmm. you can hear it. 
And this is a party that was for people in their 20s to people in their late 50s. So this uh, set is kind of trying to please everybody. <laughs> trying to please everybody. Hey, yeah. you got to be able to please everybody as much as you can. Um, All right. So other than that, that's pretty much about it. Appreciate everybody hanging out tonight, uh, watching this live on the Twitch side of things. Appreciate you guys watching us on the YouTube side of things and listening to us in the audio version. Um, this has been J House Radio episode 63. We love you guys. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Next episode, don't forget, uh, we're, we're pretty much going to let Los kind of run the show, and I'm going to just be here answering oh, no, questions no, no. You're, about some you're Star still Trek. The boss, brother. Nah, you're still the boss. It's your show next okay. week, man. It's no, no, all I Star just Trek. the topic, but you're still the boss. <laughs> okay. Listen to me. You're the general. I'm the colonel. You're the captain. I'm the commander. Okay. Jeez. I'm below you in rank. You're the Inquisitor. That's what you are. Yes, I'm, you're Darth Vader. I'm Darth okay. Vader. <laughs> um, Dark, Dark Legion in chat says, do not forget the uniform next time. I will try. I will try not to forget it, buddy. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm, I'm going to try to put a Star Trek badge on for the next show. but that's not. Hey, you know what? Star Trek theme next show. Star Set. Uh, Star, Star Set. Um, Star Trek. Star Trek t-shirts. Uh, whatever, anything. Next, uh, next episode is going to be Star Trek themed, so we're going to be Star Trekked out for sure. All right, sounds good to me. Let me see if I can find the ears for uh, Spock. <laughs> you wear headphones. No one's going to see it. Just got to, just got to leave one, you, one you just ear have off. To learn how to do this. Yeah, that's it. There you go. There you go. No thumbs got to be out. Oh, the thumbs got to be out. Thumbs got to be out. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing like this the whole time. No, no, no. Just thumbs like. Gotta be out. For audio listeners, I'm like messing up on the Star Trek hand signal. On uh, the Vulcan for... salute. Oh, it's a Vulcan salute? I did not know the that. Vulcan salute, yeah. I just figured it was like high in Star Trek language. No, it's live long and prosper or longevity and peace. Wow. This is why this guy's a Star Trek fan. Um, all right, guys, we're getting out of here. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, love, peace, and chicken grease. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Laters. Laters.